Locked. I'm Leslie Dimashio. 0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As the big games just keep coming thick and fast The Premiership playoffs begin tonight with Partick Thistle And Inverness looking to move towards the top flight It looks like Jota could be ready to swap Benfica for Celtic on a permanent deal And it's been a sad day at Ibrox with the passing of legendary Rangers kit man Jimmy Bell I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna Yeah, a very sad and sombre day for everyone associated with Rangers, Gordon and the tributes have pulled in throughout the day you heard Cammy Bell at the end of the news there that's really reflective of all of the tributes we've heard um, I think there's a shock factor attached to Jimmy's passing as well he was in the Rangers dugout at Celtic Park on Sunday he was preparing for an enormous European semi-final at Ibrox on Thursday night and I think I speak for us all in Super Scoreboard when we pass on our condolences to the Bell family and all Jimmy's friends and colleagues yeah, I agree with Roger there. Sad day for Rangers. Jimmy served the club for so long and was very well thought of, uh, not just by managers, ex-managers, coaching staff, but every player he speaks uh, to, Gordon, speaks very highly of Jimmy Bell and the job he done with Rangers. And our thoughts are with his family, obviously. Uh, looking f- to tonight's football, obviously a lot of exciting playoff games. And then the big one on Thursday, not long to go now. 01419511025, get your calls in, Whatever is on your mind tonight, this is the place to share it. Jimmy Bell's been at Rangers for so long. I'd imagine lots of you fans have got stories and memories, anecdotes. Maybe you've met him, maybe you've heard funny stuff, maybe you just want to pass on general condolences. You're more than welcome to do that at some point. Of course, we will talk football. There's a rather big game for Rangers on Thursday, in case you hadn't noticed. So get your thoughts in on that. Reports today, Celtic fans coming from Portugal, so don't blame us. Uh, that Jota could be ready to swap Benfica for Celtic on a permanent deal. Is that something that excites you? And where are you Partick Thistle fans? I would love to hear from some of you on your way to the game. Partick Thistle, Inverness, the Premiership playoffs, five past seven. Why not pick up the phone and share your excitement, nerves, optimism, dread, whatever it is. 0141-951-1025. I've not forgotten about you, Montrose, Airdrie, and Forth for Edinburgh City. And Dumbarton fans, of course not all fighting your own fight But the chance to get to the top flight via the playoffs is an exciting one, Roger Yeah, it always is And you've forgotten the other piece of news today Wraith Rovers in the market oh. for a new manager <sighs> so Any club legends out of work? I'm, I'm just worrying that this may be our last Super uh, Scoreboard um, together Anything you can tell us? I'm out of work, am I? Is this my last show tonight? <laughs> well uh, No, I, I, it'll be interesting to see A very good club, obviously a lot of fond memories up there, Gordon. Uh, still staying full time, so it's a it's a good job. But I wish John McGlynn. I've got a lot of time for John McGlynn and Paul Smith. I signed Paul uh, when I was their manager. Great lads, and um, you know I think they'll be a real asset to Falkirk next year if they get the job. And that's going to be some division, League One next year. You know, you talk about the playoffs there. The playoff tomorrow night, Queens Park against Dunfermline. You could end up with a, a League One next season with Falkirk, Dunfermline, Airdrie, Kelty Hearts coming up, Gordon. So. Uh, yeah, it's a good job It's a good move for John McGlynn But uh, he'll have his work cut out there uh, It's a heck of a week coming up as well Roger Hanna We'll get the inside track on Leipzig and, and what they've been doing in the last few days I think many people will have noticed anyway But generally speaking Before we dig into the specifics It's going to be quite the few days ahead 
It's going to be um, an odd few days ahead. There's not a European semi-final that comes about every year. 14 seasons since Rangers played Fiorentina and that second leg in Florence got through in a dramatic penalty shootout with 10 men. Nacho Novo scoring at the end of the shootout to send Rangers to Manchester. It will be an emotional night at Ibrox after Jimmy Bell's tragic passing today and the significance of the fixture will be lost on no one RB Leipzig lost again last night to Borussia Mönchengladbach in the Bundesliga the manager Domenico Tedesco very critical of his players threatening changes to the side that's coming to Ibrox on Thursday Um, and you see how well how strongly Rangers finished the game at Celtic Park on Sunday this game is on a knife edge this game could go either way and Regions have a chance of getting to a European final, Gordon. And in terms of the title race, Gordon, I think most Celtic fans and observers from out with the club feel that the title is is done. It's nearly there, but of course, nearly is, mm-hmm. is the key word. And they've just got to wait patiently and go and do the job on Saturday. And then, you know, wait patiently again for it to become absolutely official, depending on whether Rangers drop points on Sunday or indeed Celtic go on and, and win the game afterwards. But, you know, a victory on Saturday is... It's pretty much done, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Take a, a, an enormous turnaround for Celtic to throw that away, Gordon. I think we all agree that they will be crowned champions. It's just when. Um, they'll not bother about that. At the start of the season, if you'd have given this scenario just now that they play Hearts and then they may have to wait on Sunday against Rangers, Dundee United at Ibrox, they may have to wait till next week. They wouldn't care because they were in a position that they were rebuilding. A manager came in that we'd never heard of. He picked up, we were at the wars on in, in Sunday, picks up manager a year. In my opinion, deservedly so. I think he's been absolutely brilliant for the club. So if you'd have said Celtic, look, you'll have to maybe wait a week or two more for a chance championship for a title they'd have bit your hand off and uh, I think throughout the season they've thoroughly deserved it Were you Roger as surprised as me that when Ange Postacoglu went to collect as manager of the year you know I saw him sort of scanning the room at one point I thought that was going to be the big moment where the eyes locked with his former teammate of yeah. South Melbourne Gordon mm. DL and they would reunite hug on stage didn't seem to care didn't well, seem to I, notice I was really kicking myself because I had the opportunity to, to interview Ange after the presentation through in another room in the hotel and he was away he was rushing back it was Celtic's own club awards at a separate yeah. hotel on Sunday night he was dashing away and we had finished the interview and he was gone uh, he was away back with Callum McGregor player of the year Leila Bada young player of the year and it was only then I thought I've missed my opportunity to, to quiz him about the great days they had down under with us the one that got away We'll maybe get in touch with him Before the end mm-hmm. of the season Right 01419511025 Let's bring in Scott Who's a Rangers fan To kick things off tonight What's your point Scott? Hi guys Good evening How are we all? Good thank Hi, you Scott. So obviously First of all A big Rangers fan Like to Send a condolences About Jimmy Bell Absolutely legend to the club Yeah I think Roger That That word Has been thrown around A lot today And it's a fitting one Because how do you even begin to sum up, firstly, the length of service? So that's that's one thing. That longevity speaks for itself. You then see the, the feeling and the depth of the tributes that are being paid by almost every player that's played for Rangers in those, you know, thirty odd years. And it seems that, you know, the term kit man probably doesn't really do it justice, no. does it? No, listen, Jimmy was well into his fourth decade of service at the football club um, the tributes have poured in on social media today but but for younger listeners for younger supporters of Rangers or other clubs if you want to get a handle on Jimmy Bell's contribution to the football club I noticed a, a short video two or three minutes long 
on the club's official Twitter feed this afternoon and there is video there are still photographs going back from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Steven Gerrard Mark Warburton Alec McLeish Dick Advocat two spells of Walter Smith as manager right back to the Graham Souness era in the 80s great managers great players and they all valued Jimmy Bell's contribution to the football club and Honestly, Scott, if you haven't seen it yet, go and have a look at the video. That sums up Jimmy Bell's career perfectly. Yeah, I mean, Gordon, like I said, it's not every club that you can... That the fans... I think most most fans of a club would know who the kit man was, but you're, you're talking about this guy being sort of synonymous with, with the club over the last however many years, as Roger says. Um, I don't want to devalue it by saying only the kit man, because that, that, that makes it sound so disrespectful. But for the fact that you're in that role, you're not playing, you're not... Managing the team You're not Front and centre But you still manage to be As important as all those people That sort of speaks volumes Yeah I, I think What speaks volumes for him Is the fact that Every manager Speaks so highly of him uh, He was a massive character And I think that's the word Character Around the dressing room Gordon Because you hear players that play just now You hear ex-players like Andy Halliday Who was there uh, with Jimmy as well They talk, they tell great stories About his character, he, his personality And he was just a part of a team um, And people uh, It is because he's one of the most famous men uh, You go about Scotland and you see Jimmy Bell They recognise it with the Rangers right away So he's, he's very highly You know, rec- uh, you know in the, mm-hmm. st- Stood up in the fact that The players respected him so much He will be a massive Massive miss in that dressing room just now Don't let's be kidded here Because he was such a big part Every morning you went in there The first thing you had to do Was make sure your kit was there And you would go and speak to the kit The kit man was massive in a dressing room Especially at a club the size of Rangers And the the rapport between the players and the kit man uh, And Jimmy will be sadly, sadly Miss Gordon There's no doubt I mean Scott Sad news comes in various shapes and sizes But I guess the shock factor is is you know relevant this time, isn't it? Because he was on the touchline just on Sunday. He, you know, played a big part. I think everyone obviously expected that to be the case on Thursday night as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And obviously, on social media, a couple of pictures today. Celtic fans been Celtic fans been over Tybrooks paying their respect. Also, which brings everybody together. Yeah, that happens, Roger. These, yeah. these times, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it was a couple of young Celtic fans who went and paid their own tribute, laid you know mementos at the gates at Ibrox this afternoon, and top of all the other you know tributes that were there to Jimmy, and it's it was a nice touch, and it shows that you know in in sort of dark days like this, the fact that a man you know a father a husband has, has lost his life a colleague a friend has lost his life you know p- people appreciate the, the significance and people want to send their own condolences their own sympathies to the Bell family and to the Rangers family Gordon social media gives you a, a new perspective on these things Roger you would expect that you know the sort of the so called Rangers men the guys who grew up round about here and yeah. were there for ages you would expect them to ha- have a bit of a rapport but like I said, it seems that every single player that crossed that yeah. door over the last 30 years has taken the time out of their day to, to, day think, to play yeah, tribute. I think that strike should be a bit more. I, I know you spoke to our own Andy Halliday earlier in the day. I spoke to speaking to Chris Boyd earlier in the day. And those guys were, you know, visibly upset by the news. But then you see, you know, 
tweets and messages on Instagram from Ronald De Boer and, and Marco Negri and Carlos Cuellar and you know players that have you know worn the Rangers shirt with distinction for the last 20, 25, 30 years you know adding personal pictures of, of themselves with Jimmy over the years and you know you see they're all touched by it as well and you know I hope you know on, on a day like this it, it brings a little bit of comfort to, to the Bell family that he was so highly regarded by all of those players who's you know he, he came into contact with over the years absolutely if you've got any stories or memories tributes you want to pay you're more than welcome to do that what about your team at the moment Scott how do you feel after the weekend that just passed well Sunday really played really well I, I didn't expect to, to get a draw first half all Celtic second half all Rangers now going on to first tonight if the rumours are true that Kimaruf is going to be fit that's going to be a big 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 incentive for Rangers to get through It'll be interesting Roger it'll be a tense wait Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will meet the press tomorrow that's not yeah. to say he will reveal either way whether no, Kimaruf's uh, fit or not My understanding is he should be ready to be involved in some role on Thursday night now whether he's fit enough to start the game whether he's fit enough to be involved off the bench um, off the back of Sunday and, and you know Fashion Sakala played well on Sunday is there a is there an argument that you know Giovanni Van Bronckhorst doesn't risk him from the start um, the quarter final went to 120 minutes Gordon there's every chance the semi-final will go to 120 minutes so it might just be a case that Ruth and Aaron Ramsey m- might be deemed ready for the bench mm. and may need to come off the bench to help out at some stage you're in a difficult place here mm. because yeah. until he stuck the ball in the back of the net you were not saying Fashion Sakala played well on no. Sunday and I, I he think, finished the game well I didn't say he didn't play well he just didn't get involved in the game at all Gordon yeah, it sounds like the same thing right okay um, we can split hairs here with that one but <laughs> I, I think he never got involved and, I, and when I seen the substitutes getting ready to come on I thought he's under pressure he may be one but all credit to the Rangers manager he decided I'll throw him through the middle uh, get a bit of pace let him play on the shoulder he got his goal uh, gave him so much confidence and he finished the game very very well now I know what Rod you're saying about I thought the Rangers were excellent second half at Celtic Park really did I thought they showed some great character that could come out I thought they played very well indeed um, but I keep going back to it I don't know if Sakala is from the start of a game to play the number nine role I don't think he's suited for that I think the managers get big decisions if Roof is fit. Roof became one of the most important players at Rangers for a long time now. Everybody wants to, you know, hear the news that he is going to be fit to take part in the game somewhere along the line. But he may just look at what happened at Celtic Park and keep Roof depending on his fitness. But I keep going back to it, I still think Sakala is not the one to start there yes throw him up when things aren't going well and you know you're trying to get back into the game you're trying to change something you're trying to get him involved because it certainly worked on Sunday but from the start start of a game and Thursday night and a massive game where you're really wanting the ball to stick you want to go up the pitch you want to cause them problems you want to be on the front foot I don't know if he's the guy to do that It'll be interesting to see. I mean, a lot will depend on how fit he's deemed to be. You know, he has been out, I think, since the 17th of April, as has Aaron Ramsey. So you, you don't know how they'll judge it. Do they want to try and get him on? And so you hear some managers say, well, we thought we could get an hour out of him. Do you, do you play him from the start and get an hour out of him and then take him off? Or do you wait and see how the game goes? You know, Rangers 
They've tended to come out the blocks in these home European games very quick. They scored the goal through Tavernier very early against uh, Braga in the quarterfinals, and that really gave them a sort of stranglehold on the second leg. So it depends what Giovanni van Bronckhorst wants to do. I think a lot of it will be dictated by what the medical teams say to him about Ruth's chances of seeing out a lengthy period also of time. In, and also, Ramsey's. Also, in that, um, Roger, if he does decide to go with Ruth from the beginning, He's then got another massive problem was, does he start Sakala? Yeah. Because of the personnel behind. So uh, I, I think I think if Roof's fit, it gives him good problems because he's now got good mm. choices. Uh, yeah, keep those calls coming then, 01419511025, whether it is to look ahead to Thursday, whether you Celtic fans have got something else on your mind. Interesting news coming out of Portugal regarding Jota today, suggesting... He's ready to sign for Celtic permanently. Is that music to your ears? Let us know. I've not forgotten about you Partick Thistle fans. Don't think you're off the hook. Where are you? It's a Premiership playoff tonight. You must be on your way to the game. It's a five past seven kickoff. So pick up the phone and let us know what is on your mind. I'm fully expecting more tributes, memories, stories of Jimmy Bell after his sad passing as well. So keep the calls coming and let me run this past you first. Super Scoreboard European football coverage with Moyer and Sweeney litigation. A multi-award winning law firm with a name you can trust. Now, if you're like Gordon DL and you wake up at one o'clock in the morning and decide to sit and watch TV for the next four hours as he did last night, he was telling me in the way in, Roger. I don't want to know what he was watching. None of my business at that time of night. Uh, we're giving you the chance to win a 58-inch Samsung 4K TV and an Amazon Echo Show Now it's all thanks to Moyer and Sweeney Litigation Who are our sponsors of European football coverage this season They are a multi-award winning law firm We're talking high quality, discreet legal advice All across the legal spectrum Criminal defence, family law, road traffic, public inquiries, personal injury And lots more If Don't take my word for it If you want to find out more Go to Clyde1.com And that's also where you enter for the chance to win the 58 inch Samsung TV and Amazon Echo show It's all thanks to Moyer and Sweeney Litigation Sponsors of Super Scoreboard's European football coverage You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde1 Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here It's 0141-951-1025 Pick up the phone and let us know what is on your mind tonight, whether it's Thursday for you Rangers fans, whether it's reports today that Jota could be ready to sign permanently for you Celtic fans, maybe you're a Partick Thistle fan off to Firhill for the Premiership playoff tonight, whatever it is, pick up the phone and let us know. 01419511025. David's in Kerfin next. David, how's it going? Hi, hi guys, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Hi, I'm not bad. Um, obviously, you know from me calling before, I'm a big Celtic fan and Obviously, I like to pay my respects to the family, the whole Rangers family, actually, with the passing away of Jimmy Bell, um, club legend. So, um, start off with that one. It's yep. devastating news. Well said. Thanks um, for that, David. Um, on to my point, um, I think obviously the qualification for the Champions League next season directly for Celtic will have its monetary advantage, advantages, no doubt about it. But the the fact that we do, that, that our season will start on the 5th of August normally when we play a league game and we don't have to go through a barrage uh, let's face it the biggest games of our season before our season's, season's already started will only only help Celtic in the Champions League um, because it's an absolute gauntlet to get through these through these qualifiers because you're just playing the league's champions all the time and the best one in the world it's, it's difficult to qualify so the fact that we're straight in if, if we 
lucky enough to finish it off over mm. the next couple of games. I just think that in the Champions League will uh, we'll bear the fruits of not having to play qualifiers. I think that's a great point, Roger. There's maybe a, a wider point here about the modern football obsession with money and how that's all we ever think about because that has been the headline. It's, it's 40 million, 40 million, 40 million. But the scheduling becomes a whole yeah, lot better I, for I was, presumably I was, Celtic. I was speaking to somebody about this today, actually, Gordon. And the, David, there is no downside to going straight into the group stages of the Champions League. Celtic are all but guaranteed that honour. Rangers, if they win the Europa League, will go in with them direct to the group stages. And what it does, you're quite right in terms of scheduling. Um, you miss out those horrible banana skin qualifiers. You don't have to play the League Cup groups. Um, you get a longer summer break. Think of the lads who play for Scotland. I think their last game is scheduled for June the 14th. So they would get a bit of a longer break than they would normally do. And what it also does, yes, it gives you the money. But I think it also enhances, I'll take your club Celtic. I think it enhances Celtic's chances of keeping the likes of Jota and Cameron Carter Vickers at the football club. Because if they're swithering, thinking, well, what do I do next season? And they are guaranteed six games, maybe more, in the Champions League. That's attractive mm. to footballers. It would go. It would be the same for Rangers. If Rangers get in, you know, either directly via winning the Europa League or through the Champions League qualifying round, you know, the end of July, it also makes a whole, you know, a move to Rangers a whole more, mm. a whole lot more, I should say, appealing for prospective transfer targets. It's a great point that David makes. Gordon, because you know we we have become a bit obsessed with the the monetary mm. advantage of making it to the Champions League, which of course is great. Um, but every year it seems our teams, you know, it does come around very early. Have you got your transfer business done in time? Have you got your squad ready? Are they playing the way you want. I accept last season's not a brilliant example because Celtic were in transition anyway but their first qualifier against Michelin Barkas played Stephen Welsh played Nir Beaton played at centre back Sorrow played Christy and Edward played who obviously went on to leave Dane Murray and Albina Yeti came on you know that, that that's in seasons gone by that's the type of thing that you usually have to deal with in the qualifiers but this gives you a bit more time it certainly is an advantage of course it is Gordon it gives you more time to prepare um, you know as Roger says it's a heavy schedule now for players um, and quite rightly said you go into some of these qualifiers and you're expected to cruise through them and all of a sudden you're under a little bit of pressure because you're not up to match speed you've got new players coming in you're trying maybe different systems you're still working on the fitness aspect of it so no I think it's in the football sense managers coaches players absolutely brilliant and I think Roger makes a great point there what it does is it enables you to attract players who want to play in that stage yeah that is a, a fair point about recruitment as well David isn't it because there have been times in the past you'll know them yourself that they all roll off the tongue all the, the big sort of players that Celtic have had if you like the ones that people are speculating are they going to go or are they not and you, ha you almost have to hang around until July and, and say alright Celtic either have or haven't made the Champions League does that mean this player is going to leave None of that will happen this season, presumably. No, I mean, at the end of the day, your budget will be dependent on what, what sort of income you're going to get for Europe. And Celtic have been guilty of, of playing Russian roulette with their squad because they've waited to see if they qualify before we buy the players that would probably get them through in the first place. So the fact that you, you know that you're in, you're able to just just go for exactly what you want and it will it'll, it'll help everybody. 
Yeah, I mean, Roger, of course, we got the news yesterday. It's confirmed for anyone that missed it. Now, it, it, it pretty much was going to be confirmed yeah. anyway. It came about in slightly different um, circumstances. Um, if it wasn't due to the fact that this stuff's far more important than football, I might have been annoyed at the way it's sort of been reported yesterday. Scotland's got into the Champions League because Russia's been banned, which is technically true, but we were going to get there anyway, so let's yeah, not let that t- take I, anything I away it, from it. Probably 24 hours ahead of schedule because I don't think there's any way back for Villarreal exactly. against Liverpool tonight. And that was, the, that was the last obstacle to Scotland's champions getting direct entry to the, uh, to, to the group stage next season, Gordon. Uh, so everyone knows where they stand. What about those reports today, David? I don't know if you've seen this. So reports in Portugal suggesting Jota's told Benfica he wants Wants to join Celtic on a permanent basis As you know, 12 goals this season Key player Reportedly a purchase option of around £6.5 million In the loan agreement um, How pleasing is that news If it turns out to be true? Very I mean, I, I think Jota seems If you listen to him talking That he's got an old head and young shoulders He's put pr- pretty You know what I mean? He's represented well So I think he realises that I mean, signing for Celtic and getting exposure in the Champions League um, is a good footing to, to, to move on to the next level. So I, I, I think that'll be a good move for everybody all around. Probably the same with Carter Vickers as well. Do you know what I mean? It's, I think we need, we need to get these two guys signed up. But, you know what I mean? The next type of player that you can go and buy, I've seen them link with Saul back in. I mean, 1.8 million for him, that would be a great bit of business. I think we should sign him irrespective of whether Jota, Jota signs or not. Um, and then just... Just, just everybody that you're going to sign if you're in the Champions League, it's it's definitely a, a carrot that 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 will, will attract better players. Yeah, so Roger. Let's, let's, let's hope it happens. Yeah, Roger, you're the hack in the room. The Journal de Noticias, or however you pronounce it, are they right in this occasion? Are you familiar with their work? That's where these stories have come from well, today. What, listen, what I am familiar with is Jota's form and the way he, you know he's a very intelligent young man. He looks after them. All footballers nowadays look after themselves. No disrespect, does maybe a wee bit better than you did in your day. Yeah, yeah, and I totally agree with that. Jota is extremely switched on in terms of looking after himself, his diet, his nutrition. He's extremely switched on in terms of where he believes his career can go. And I think there's going to be a big decision for Jota because um, Celtic will undoubtedly be keen to keep him. And Celtic now have the finance to keep him. So it might come down to whether the lad wants to stay in Scotland for a longer period of Mm. time or whether he thinks his career would be better served going elsewhere. It is interesting that the Portuguese press are saying he would be keen to stay. Um, You don't sound as convinced. No, I'm not as convinced. And I'll tell you why. Because sometimes I've seen stories like this back in other homelands and it's maybe just designed to smoke out other interest. Would it be mad to think that an English Premier League team would be interested in taking Jota? Um, and that might be more attractive to Jota. But it, it, my understanding is he's liking his time at Celtic and he wouldn't be averse to extending it. But I don't think it's quite as simple in as... My, in my opinion, I think Celtic need to try and get this over the line. Yeah, does, yeah. And the reason I'm going to say, Gordon, is... I think this guy will only get better next season. This is his first season. He's chipped in so far with 12 goals. He's been excellent. He's been a terrific signing. Fans' favourite. He's he's come over to a new country, new style of football, new club, the expectations at Celtic week in, week out. And I just think as a young player who's had a year under his belt, 
gets the pre-season next season Celtic had a little bit more quality in that squad I think he could be anything next year I, I, Listen I agree D- David mentioned Solbach and up at Borough in Norway uh, If I was Celtic and I know they've got a new head of recruitment coming into the building if I was Celtic the first two players I would try and sign are Jota and Cameron Carter-Vickers because it lessens the gamble factor when you go and buy a player. You know Jota's an excellent player. You know Cameron Carter-Vickers is an excellent player. You know they can settle into Scottish football and make an impact. They'd be the first two I'd go and try and sign. Thanks, David. 01419511025. Now, it is a big week for Rangers. I'm sure you Rangers fans will be interested in hearing from this man. He's a familiar voice anyway, but he often joins us on the show very kindly uh, when German football comes onto our radar. Derek Ray, how are you, Derek? Uh, well, Gordon, looking forward to Thursday. I'm sure many people are. Absolutely. It's going to be some week. Now, RB Leipzig have had quite the schedule they actually played last night. Derek, tell us a little bit about that. It didn't quite go to plan for them. It didn't go to plan at all. It was another ordinary performance by Leipzig. They lost 3-1 away to Borussia Mönchengladbach, even though they had the numerical advantage for a good chunk of the second half. And this has been the recurring theme. The performances have just dropped off a little bit. They, of course, struggled against Union, lost that game in the league, and now they've lost this one. And it's had the effect of putting them under real pressure because most people took for granted that they would, when all was said and done, get a Champions League place through their league position. That is now in doubt with Freiburg, team from the southwest, ahead of them, an unfashionable club. Leipzig, who have greater resources, greater riches, now really having to go full pelt until the end of the season on three fronts. Because remember, they're in the German Cup final against Freiburg on the 21st of May. Uh, they've yet to win a major piece of silverware so it could come in the Europa League it could come in the German Cup but at the same time they are up against it in terms of trying to make it into the Champions League so uh, in in a sense yeah obviously the Rangers game is, is crucial from their point of view but they're thinking about a lot of footballing things at the same time and that can't be easy and did they go strong last night Derek it's interesting you know we had our own debate about fixtures and trying to give Rangers as much preparation time as possible it's been the opposite for for Leipzig anyway but it seemed like a you know a strong team it wasn't like they took their eye off the ball last night was it no, it was a very strong team. In fact, they brought back the players. You'll remember that the first leg in Leipzig against Rangers, they had uh, Vili Orban, Mohamed Simakor, Kevin Kamper all suspended. Well, they came back for this game, and if you were to assess the starting eleven that Domenico Tedesco put out, it's not far short of their best eleven. Now, they have a very deep squad. They are able to rotate more efficiently than most teams in Europe, but uh, this was a good team that they put out, but they simply didn't deliver, and Vili Orban actually described some of their play as he used the word juvenile in the second half he wasn't happy at all with certain um, elements of their play so um, if you look at the form curve it's not great for Leipzig at the moment they are under pressure and you know all these games in a hurry certainly can't help but uh, Rangers maybe can look at that and think okay there's a chance Derek it's Roger Hanna how are you? I was just Roger. Go- I'm well Roger good to hear you I was just going to ask Eintracht Frankfurt in the other semi-final against West Ham it seems strange the two Bundesliga sides seem to reserve their better form in the Europa League for the away games you know you look at RB Leipzig in the quarterfinals stuffy at home to Atalanta go to Italy and win comfortably Frankfurt stuffy at home to Barcelona and then score three in the new Camp 
they then go on and get a win at the London Stadium against West Ham. Uh, uh, Rangers fans should they be worried about Leipzig's performances being better away from home than, than they were at home? Maybe a little bit, Roger. I think certainly that was the case. You think about the Atalanta game for Leipzig. You know, they had it all to do there. I think this possibly comes down to the style of football in the Bundesliga, which is very much counter-pressing. It's, it's winning the ball and then quickly trying to launch attacks. And I think that is a feature of, of Bundesliga football. Uh, the Umschaltspiel, as it's referred to in Germany. And um, we'll see if that works out for Leipzig in this game. Uh, I've spoken to a few Rangers fans this week who've said, yeah, the atmosphere might intimidate them. I don't know that it will intimidate them. It will probably inspire them. You think back to to Borussia Dortmund that first half at Ibrox they actually played I thought pretty inspired football to credit to Rangers that in the second half they came out and I think played their best football in that half when the first half went Dortmund's way so um, yeah I, I mean I think that 1-0 going into the second leg I'm not sure that Leipzig um, are disappointed with that I think they may have settled for that before a ball was kicked in the first match um, but they can play away from home they can play on the big stage and they certainly can play in front of a capacity crowd. In fact, most German teams, and Leipzig have done this as well, they you know, enjoy, they relish the chance to play at a venue like Ibrox in front of a full house, knowing that maybe it's something you do only once in your career. If you were in the Rangers camp, Derek, would you take confidence from the fact that Leipzig don't seem to be in brilliant form? Or in a strange roundabout way, does this make them... You know, more focused, more committed to winning the Europa League because the Champions League place domestically is is you know in danger. I think it gives Rangers hope uh, on one level, but I think on another level. I've used this expression before. Leipzig don't have too many accidents in them. And they had their accident on Monday against Gladbach. Now, yeah, they lost to Union. They weren't great in the cup semi-final also against Union. They needed all their time to win that. And, and I thought against Rangers, actually, it was one of the poorer performances I've seen from Leipzig. It was quite one-paced. It was lacking in dynamism. And they didn't have too many answers in terms of breaking down a very deep lying Rangers in, in that first leg. Um, but I, I think that Rangers can look at that and go, yeah, you know, there is a chance, but this is a very competent group of players that Leipzig have. And they're not Dortmund in the sense that they don't do meltdowns too often. You know, with Dortmund, it can be brilliant one week, it can be terrible the next. And Rangers caught them on a night when they were terrible uh, and took advantage of their chances in that first leg. I, I don't think of Leipzig as that sort of team. They are a possession team. I think they will expect to still hold on to the ball for long periods. I'm not sure it'll be that different from what we saw in the first leg. I don't know what you guys think, but I I have a feeling that it may well be Leipzig with a lot of the ball. Can they penetrate? Rangers sitting in and relying on counters and relying on set pieces. Just having that extra advantage with the the 12th man, the crowd factor at Ibrox. What was the reaction uh, in Germany to that first leg, Derek? I feel like most of the Rangers fans who get in touch with us, you know, would take that result and feel like you know another ninety minutes and and can certainly cause the upset and get through. Were the locals satisfied with the level of performance? Are they fully confident that that just continues in the second leg? 
fully satisfied with the performance. I think with the result, yes. I think 1-0 certainly was acceptable. But, of course, it came down to a moment of sheer individual quality from Angelino. And that's sort of where they are at the moment, Leipzig. You know, that cup semi-final against Union that I mentioned, that was a moment of quality from Forsberg with a header late in the game. And they do have these individuals who can do that. But it does become a bit worrying if it is all about that. It is all about somebody having to produce that moment of magic for them. And, of course, Nkunku can do it. Christopher Nkunku is, is a, you know, a, a Tier 1 player in world football nowadays. He had that unfortunate miss in the first leg against Rangers. So I, I think they feel the platform is in place, but there are no guarantees. And, and there certainly is respect for... Uh, Rangers and I think more respect after what happened against Dortmund the fact that they can do that and the word you keep hearing is collective unified uh, you know Rangers are not going to come unstuck because of a lack of unity within their ranks so I think they know that Leipzig need to be on it I think the feeling in Germany is that if it goes according to ability Leipzig and not Rangers will make it to the final but we know it doesn't always come down to individual ability or even the ability of a team and you know we've spoken about Frankfurt you know they probably by right shouldn't be going to the final either but they are actually on course to do it and, and they embody all those qualities of unity and the collective and, and excellent tactics under Oliver Glasner so I think the feeling in Germany is yes there's a really good chance of this being an old German final which um, would be shades of 1980 and the UEFA Cup and we'll see if, if Leipzig can do it but I think Rangers are in with a real chance I said before the first leg I thought this would be close either way with Leipzig slight favourites I don't think I've changed my opinion Brilliant Derek Ray we know you're a busy man we really appreciate you taking time thanks again Thanks Gordon Good man that was Derek Ray giving you the inside track on RB Leipzig played last night so on a scheduling front you'd have to imagine that suits you Rangers fans it didn't go well either does that give you hope or are they the wounded animal as the old cliche goes let us know 01419511025 and we'll speak to you next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here It's 0141-951-1025 If you're just joining us I've got no idea where you've been uh, But you've missed a bit of a preview To Rangers against Leipzig on Thursday So get your thoughts Ahead of that one in please Celtic fans reports in Portugal today Suggesting Jota on a permanent basis Is getting closer What do you make of that? That must fill you with some optimism Even though the old pessimist Roger Hanna Is not quite as convinced 0141-951-1025 Let's hear from you right now Uh, There is a massive game Just about to kick off Partick Thistle against Inverness I said it last night Roger We are very quick to point out What's wrong with our game And there are quite a few things at times but the introduction of the playoffs a few years ago has been a godsend. So tonight, Partick Thistle, Inverness, one of them could be in our top flight next yeah, season. L- listen, whatever you say about Scottish football, and, and I am a great critic on this show, as you know, of some of the things in Scottish football, the way the league is now structured is fantastic. The top six, the Premiership, the bottom six, the Premiership, and the playoffs in the lower league, right down to the pyramid, right down to Bonnie Rig Rose having the chance to come into League Two when they take on Cowden Beath over the next couple of weekends. So the playoffs at the top of the Championship are one of the great uh, 
initiatives in Scottish football in the last few years. We can show a bit of bias for once in this show, Gordon. There's a show so. for Glasgow in the West. We'd love to see Partick Thistle win over these couple of games against Inverness Cali <laughs> Just so you don't need to go to Inverness next season. <laughs> you know, Dave Galloway Dave Galloway likes to monopolise the north. That's not, not Dave, neither here nor there. Dave Galloway lives about as far away from Inverness as you do. You're just falling into that trap but, of thinking anything north of Cumbernauld is all linked. Two, two things though. That play into Dave's hands One He's far more enthusiastic than me That's true And two There's a wimpy near Inverness And Dingwall That, that mm. is also true Game uh, changer that, Right go that. on then a, li- a little bit of local bias To the Jags Well The, but, the, the uh, Glasgow uh, Jags uh, Ian McCall's done a good job there You know you have to remember It's only a year ago They were promoted out of League One They've been up there in the top four For the vast majority of the season They've actually had a little wobble In the last few weeks I didn't think they were great when Ian was off in the sick on Friday night and they lost to Air United but in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter all that matters now are these playoff games against Inverness the chance to take on our growth in the semi-final and maybe even the chance to take on the Premiership's 11th team in the final well they can't have been good on Friday because it ended up with Richard Foster having a square goal with a fan yeah. so that probably suggests that it didn't go very well but they're in there Gordon and what an incentive these playoffs give you! But it's it's, it's very difficult, Gordon, because you're looking yeah. at the three, especially teams. these two tonight, because yeah. this is the first step. Yeah. The, that'll be a very different. By Friday night, we'll know who is, um, you know, has come out on top to take on our broth, which is going to be another very, very difficult game indeed, because of the season that Abroth had, and obviously the job that Dick Campbell's doing up there has been absolutely fantastic. And then on top of that, if you get through all these games, then you've got the big one. Against, let's be honest, it's going to be St Johnston unless there's a massive, massive turnaround. So, still a lot of football to be played, but look, you've got to give yourself the opportunity, you've got to give yourself a chance. Party Inverness and our broth just now have got that mm. chance to take on St Johnston to get into the top flight. Yeah, Partick this will go with Snedden and goal. We've got Holt Tiffany, who is one of the nominees for Championship Player of the Year, Scott Tiffany. Uh, guys that have done it in the top flight, Stuart Bannigan, Brian Graham, Alex Kubiak, McKenna's in there, Akinola, Robbie Crawford, Ostockerty and Hendry as well for Partick Thistle for Inverness, Ridgers, Welsh, Diaz, uh, Dees, Divine, Carson, Mackay, Sutherland, Walsh, Broadfoot, Chalmers and McAleer, Rogers. So those are the two teams this evening. How do you see it going? Um, listen, in terms of form, Cali Thistle are yeah. the form team. But you go into the playoffs, I'm not too sure whether form really counts for too much because... Uh, you know, particularly Cali Thistle and Partick Thistle were both cemented in those playoffs for me a few weeks ago. They've chopped and changed <laughs> lineups. Um, form has dipped at times, especially for Partick. But it's all been geared towards these two games. Um, I think the pitch at Furhill could play a part in this. Um, it might even play a part tomorrow night as well when Queen's Park have got to play the Infirmal in, a, in the Championship promotion playoff. But for this one, very difficult I think it will still be in the balance on Friday night when Partey go up the road mm. to the Cali Stadium and you look back in the short history of this version of the playoff Roger so many stories that, that have come yeah. out of them I think topping Hamilton Aki has been 2-0 down uh, at home to Hibs and then going to Easter Road and winning in penalties that's always going to be tough to beat that was unbelievable that was the first year wasn't it when we brought it back yeah I think that's right Yeah, um, I think everyone knows the, the drama that was attached to Rangers which was yeah. inconceivable at the time failing to get up and Motherwell being the beneficiaries on that occasion you look at the, the other teams that have caused the upset the other premiership sides that have managed to 
survive. Even, even last season, I was convinced Kilmarnock would have enough to get past Dundee 12 months ago. Absolutely. And, and they lost mm. home and away. So you, you can, you, nothing's ever really set in stone. You can never guarantee anything when you go into these games. All right, we'll leave it there because it is that time of the night already. It's been a quick start to the show. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Yes, it is Beat the Pundit time. Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are here. If you want to take them on, now is the time to phone. It's 0141951 1025. Uh, and Hugh Keevens even won last night. So that tells you uh, that the, the listeners are not off to a good start this week if Keevens got a victory on the board. He, he wasn't. I, I spoke to him on Sunday night. He was in training on Sunday he night. He went I home think. early purely for that, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just to get himself mm. right. A couple of tins of cold beans during the day just to get the, yeah, yeah. the energy levels yeah, up. Yeah, we always know what Hugh's had. Uh, but it was a good victory for Hugh last night. And uh, Are you feeling in good form? No, no I was in not good form until Thursday. I lost on Thursday. I remember so I had a, uh, the boy was a bit lucky. Was that when you thought Calcio was Japanese rather yeah, than Italian? Yeah, yeah I well, went down great, the Japanese route. I ain't going the Japanese tonight, let me tell you. you I don't care if the answer's Japanese, I ain't going there. Is that why, are you feeling the pressure? Is that why you were up for four? I was in the middle of the night No um, I just I was up studying Roger But My track Stucky. records My track records n- Up and down Roger's yeah, not even got a track be, record uh, you, you sound a bit like that Tory MP Were you looking for programmes about uh, track Oh that's <laughs> plenty Let's move on 01419511025 You need to call before 7 o'clock And your chance to beat the pundits next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are here It's 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Rangers fans, let's hear from you Ahead of Thursday We've had some nice tributes uh, After the sad passing of Jimmy Bell Also Celtic fans Jota, according to reports in Portugal Is going to become a Celtic player on a permanent deal What do you make of those reports today? Partick Thistle against Inverness in the playoffs Is about to kick off And that's not the only big match tonight Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, come on, beat the Pundit time. Let's bring in tonight's contestant who's Ewan in Greenock. How's it going, Ewan? Uh, not bad, mate, not bad. Now, you are a Morton fan, Ewan, so you're, yeah. the, you're our championship correspondent. Who's going to win out of these two tonight? Who's the, who's the better side? Inverness, surely, after they beat us last week. There we are. I can I can see the logic in that, Roger Hanna. Yeah, listen, there's a lot to be said. I think it'll go to Friday. I think it'll go deep into Friday's game. I don't think there's much between the two sides at all. Um, the pitch, actually, we're now seeing television pictures coming in from Fort Hill. The pitch looks a bit better than it was the last time I saw it. And the Thistle team looks a bit stronger as well. The sort of big hitters that missed out on Friday, all back in. Tiffany, Graham, Bannigan, Holt, they're all back in to start. See, these two are selfish, Ewan, quite frankly. And when they're working, they want to go to the closest ground possible. But I know as a fan, sometimes the longer the away day is, the better. Does that mean you're fancying Inverness to come back up? No, no. (laughs) Or you want to keep them in the the championship, I should say? Uh, uh, No, no chance. (laughs) Well, never mind, you're like these two. Home comforts, up the road for five o'clock. You're a wise man, Ewan. Uh, Right, let's see who you're playing tonight. You're going to be heads, Roger Hanna, which it doesn't happen often on a Tuesday. (laughs) He's never played. Um, And tails is Gordon DL, so let's see what we can do. What a toss that was, nearly hit the ceiling. (laughs) It's genuinely his tails again. Get it on the camera, I don't care, there are cameras in here, I can't be accused. Go. Do you want to toss the coin next week then? 
No, it's Tuesday. Because look, you, last you, night you don't deal with cash, do you? No, not now. Last night for cash. It was heads, and and you plays. It's just when you're in on a Tuesday. It's always mm. anyway. It is. You know, be delighted. You know, be over. Let's be honest. Right, I'm going to give Gordon Deal some Clyde two to listen to, so that he can't hear us anymore. You in thirty seconds, just answer the questions, and if you don't know, pass and move on. Okay. Alright, okay. Good man. Thirty seconds on the clock, and your time starts now. Name the most recent player to score in Europe for Rangers. Which club does former Celtic striker Musa Dembele play for? Uh, Leon. Which Hibs player just signed in January is linked with a move to Chicago Fire today? Pass. Name any goalkeeper who played for Ross County this season. Oh. Oh. Which, t- which town do Albion Rovers play their home games in? <laughs> John McGlynn is poised to become manager of which SPFL club? Falkirk. Okay, let's bring Gordon back. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can. Go. 30 seconds, are you ready? Go. Right, same set of questions. Your time starts now. Who was the most recent player to score for Rangers in Europe? Uh, Kent. Which club does former Celtic striker Moussa Dembele play for? Uh, PSG Which Hibs player Just signed in January Is linked with a move To Chicago Fire today Miller Name either goalkeeper Who's featured for Ross County this season Oh pass Which town do Albion Rovers Play their home games in John McGlynn is poised To become manager Of which SPFL club Who was the last man To win PFA Scotland's Manager of the year Who did not manage Either old firm team Steve Clark What do you think Ewan Uh, He's definitely done me He'll be giving me Pelters in a minute Oh, oh you Don't say that, <laughs> don't say that. Honestly But if I have done you Hang up The mo- Well tell you what The most recent player to score In Europe for Rangers was Kemar Roof Kemar Roof Alright okay mm, It's really not a great care. start uh, None of you got that. that He did not Ewan did know that Moussa Dembele plays for Leon And not Leon? PSG <laughs> Right okay so It's 1-0 to Ewan Alright okay I'm impressed if you hear I must admit I didn't think you'd get this Chris Muller Just signed in January yeah. High hopes and all the rest of it Linked with a move to Chicago Fire I think we'll call that 1-1 one, one, you know That maybe says quite a lot about The way Hibs are going at the yeah, moment I don't, listen, I don't think the Hibs fans Saw the Chris Muller that played with Orlando City It was Hold more on. of a sort of Muller light this Hold on oh, a minute Stop uh, it Are you still there Chris? Did he take any corners etc etc <laughs> Are you still there Chris? His name's Ewan Ewan <laughs> oh, <you're the> <laughs> <Chris. laughs> Get Chris through there. Oh, sorry. Are you still there, Ewan? Yes. It's only one each, can't ah, he's done. He's and you didn't know any of the Ross County goalkeepers, Ross Laidlaw or ah, Ashley no, Maynard I'd, Brewer. But I wasn't going to waste time. So you're very confident for a man who's won all after four questions. Yeah, I, I go on a roll here. I'm right in. Boom, boom. Albion Rovers playing Cope Bridge. No, tell me he got he got that. He didn't get that. Yeah, you need to brush up in your geography. You're one up. He doesn't. He concerns himself with championship and above. Okay. This guy. Uh, John McGlynn is poised to become Falkirk manager. You both got that. Oh, nice. So Gordon leads by one. Who was the last man to win PFA Scotland's Manager of the Year? Who didn't manage either Old Firm team? It is Stevie. Clark Boom. Gordon Deal got it. Boom, Ewan. <laughs> Ewan didn't get to that question. Oh, Ewan. Ewan lines, my friend. You did well. I should have been up researching like him last night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Ewan, one word for it, Ewan. Uh-huh. Ewan, I'm, I'm not going to give you a hard time, mate, but don't phone back because you're no very good. 
At least I didn't get a zero. <laughs> Every cloud, well done, Ewan. Thanks for well taking done, part. Ewan. That was Ewan from Greenock. You can just tell when people come on the phone. See, when he came on it earlier, I thought, oh, this mm. is easy. I don't know. I think a win's a win, but I don't think you were good enough to be four, swaggering four. around. Four. Uh, I know, but look four. at some of the ones you got wrong. I'm <laughs> <laughs> looking at the negatives. Sorry, so, sorry, is it just me that noticed? He said four and held up five fingers. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the positives here. Musa Dembele for I, PSG. I don't know. I don't know why I said that because I knew it was Leon, but I was trying to give you and a bit of hope. Look, sometimes you've got to encourage the people because we want them Oh, you try to back. lull them into a false sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't, you want them. them to phone back, but you do nothing but slaughter them if they lose. Oh, look, they all come on, right? He's sitting there. He's probably, his family's round the table. He's punching there when he <laughs> uh, goes tails, going, I've not got Hannah minus one, I've got DL. Bang. See you later. Anyway. Up the road, family all the way home now. Big night round. Right, 01419511025. James in Port Glasgow, we were just about to get you on and you've disappeared so give us a call back if you're listening James uh, quickly before we speak to William anything doing in the first five minutes at Firhill Inverness have started brightly Shane Sutherland the shot across the face of goal just past Jamie Sneddon's far post this is the first part to give it any real spell of possession five minutes in first time they've been in the Inverness half good stuff good start to the game we'll keep an eye on it pick up the phone though and let us know what's on your mind tonight let's bring in William who's a Rangers fan what's your point William Hello, uh, Gordon, Gordon and Roger. Hi, William. Yeah, first of all, I'd like to pay my condolences to Jimmy Bell and his family, if that's okay. Absolutely. What did he mean to you as a, as a Rangers fan, William? We've been speaking about this in the sense that it sort of speaks for itself that everybody knows who the Rangers kit man is. Well, I'm 52, uh, Gordon, right? So I've known him known him for the, is it the late... I think it was the late 80s he joined with, with Graham Sooners. Yep. yep. He's just been synonymous when he's on the touchline, he's putting the boards up, he's he's always in the Rangers videos or films, he's in the in the dressing room, he's got the cat and all that. And he's just he's just been there forever, if you know what I mean. Yeah, listen, I think you speak for a lot of Rangers supporters over the last 30 or 40 years, William. You know, you're saying you're 52, you would only be a teenager when Jimmy Bell came to the club. And a lot of Rangers fans don't recall a Rangers without Jimmy Bell. Yeah, it certainly has been a long and a very up and down era when you think about that, Roger. I mean, yeah, the, and listen, some of the some of the, the things he's seen over that time and and been a constant throughout. Yeah, and, and the Rangers chairman Douglas Park sort of touched upon that um, in his message earlier on today. Um, he knew Jimmy. He worked, Jimmy worked for Parks of Hamilton before he came to Rangers. I think Douglas Park's known him for, you know, did he start as bus driver? Is that Mark correct? No. Yeah, yeah, That's absolutely. Right, yeah. I think Douglas Park's known him for forty years and and said. He's been involved in some of the Rangers' greatest days and involved witnessing some of the Rangers' darkest days. He's, he's a constant, as you say, for more than 35 years at the football club and it'll be an enormous void that he leaves at the football club. Mm. What else is on your mind tonight, William? Yeah, God, it's just about, uh, obviously, Rangers' squad and Morelos in particular and for Thursday. I really like to pay attention to the squad because on Sunday night, we overpowered Celtic right in the second half. With uh, Balligan, Balligan suspended, uh, injured, Jack Rester, Ramsey injured, Roof injured, Morelis injured, and Hadji injured. No, I mean, that's testament to our squad. Plus the fact, I want to get Rogers taking this. Morelis, right, I think Celtic, Celtic deserve to win the league, right? Been the best team. But I think they've been very lucky only to face Morelis only once, once this year. They've been quite lucky because he's Rangers' premier player. 
I just want to get uh, Roger and Gordon's points on that, please. This is the beauty of it. I can almost hear the Celtic fan saying he doesn't have a great record against us mm. anyway. But if you're a Rangers fan, you'd be saying it, the exact same if, thing as well. If William. you're a Rangers fan, William's right. He's, he's a Rangers number one, number nine, if you like. Um, so if any side loses their top goal scorer, their main striker, it's going to be a setback for them. Um, I tend to think the real reason Rangers have, have lost ground is that run of away games when they dropped so many points at Dingwall and at Pataudry and at Tanadise that's ultimately what's cost Rangers this season but of course you know you, you look at the absentees William's talking about at the business end of the season it's actually credit to Giovanni van Bronckhorst and the other players that they're in a Scottish Cup final they're in a Europa League semi-final second leg despite only absentees yeah, I, I, I agree with Roger. I think that if you lose your top centre forward, and let's not be kidding, he is the top centre forward at Ibrox. It's just, he, he he makes Rangers play up the top of the pitch, Gordon. He's absolutely brilliant. I'm not saying here that Morelis playing against any team guarantees you a win. It'll certainly help you. There's no doubt about that. Celtic fans on the other side will be arguing, well, we've missed many top players throughout the season. Rangers have got a massive squad. Celtic have got a massive squad. I don't sit here, if you go and speak to Motherwell and, and Dundee United they'll not feel for, sorry for Rangers or Celtic because they lose they lose decent players they've got that many you look at the bench they look at the you know the, as, as um, William said there look at the fact that they've missed so many of these big players they're still in a semi-final and they're still in a Scottish Cup final so as much as Morelis has been massive and where it really hurts I think is probably if you're ever wanting Morelis in the team it would be Saturday, uh, sorry Thursday night I just think he, he makes Rangers play so differently uh, going forward. They'll go on the front foot. I listened to Derek Ray there talking about Rangers might just, you know, sit in and try and hit the counter-attack. I disagree with that. I think Rangers, with that yeah. crowd behind them, yeah. will be on the front foot. I think they'll be right at them to try and cause them problems. What do you think, William? Thursday night, is that when it's the biggest loss, if you like? Because you're right. I mean, obviously, we it's easy to get sucked into only focusing on the the head-to-heads but across a season lo- loads of teams need to deal with important players missing but is it on these big nights you're going to notice it more? Yeah, absolutely Gordon but as I've said all the way through the season I've just got a strong belief that Rangers are going to do this everybody just says that after rowing it around that's it they're not going to get by this they just they just seem and especially on Thursdays with that crowd and, I, and I'd agree with Gordon and, and Roger I think Rangers are going to take the game to Leipzig definitely because Rangers can play some decent po- football in Europe Gordon you know what I mean I've just got a feeling it's going to be Rangers v Frankfurt there you go it's going to be really fascinating Roger because it was the most I was going to say passive that's not right that's too negative but you know it was the most we've ever seen Rangers set off anyone in Europe you know, yeah, Thursday. It, it actually um, took me back a little bit to the run to 2008 final in Manchester yeah. where it was based on defensive solidity organisation of the team defensive diligence a discipline about the team I thought it performed really well I thought they were going to get out of Germany with a 0-0 last week which would have been a terrific result I don't think 1-0 is a dreadful result particularly this season when away goals aren't a factor anymore you know in previous seasons 1-0 away from home you think well if Leipzig come to Ibrox and you know, Nick won Rangers need to score 3 that's not the case anymore Rangers know what they need to do a win in 90 minutes of any shape or form guarantees a minimum of extra time and you saw how that went against Braga this is why semi-final stage of any competition is so tense because there's going to be a balance there 
William You two think You know Take the game early on And Leipzig Might just think Great Open up early on We'll score early And then that'll be the tie Done Yeah um, But I just I I think there's There's been a game plan All along for this game Gordon Uh, He changed his tactics Massively in Europe uh, Last Thursday He sat everyone in They looked disciplined They went with the five at the back You don't see Rangers doing that a lot Went with the five at the back I think they'll do that again? No I think they'll go back to the back four And I think they'll get their two full backs Very high up the pitch I think Rangers will go for this I really do Uh, The only problem is It's okay us sitting here saying Well Rangers need to be on the front foot Need to go for it You need to get the ball first And when you get the ball Don't give the ball away cheaply Because you're playing against a quality side I would love nothing better if it was Rangers, Celtic, Mar, Scotland for me. I want the Scottish clubs to go through the final. So it's not because I, I, I had association with Rangers long ago. But well, let me say, I just think this has got to be a real difficult game. Took a little bit of heart when I woke up this morning, read about them, you know, d- uh, get beat with 10 men, played their full strength team. So important Rangers get the first goal for me. William, having heard that Leipzig not only played last night A couple of days before the game But lost and, and weren't great again Does that fill you with confidence? Does it do anything for your belief? Uh, I, I, I know Gordon As, as Gordon says They're German, they're German right? they're, they're crack out us, no? I mean, they play, they play in a far superior league to us right? I'm not underestimating them in any way But it does give you a wee bit of hope That they, that they could beat up a 10 men Surely Rangers, Rangers are going to get chances on Thursday It's just if they can take them That's the most important I, I, I'm really fascinated Roger You'll never know for sure exactly what impact But we spent you know, a few hours on here Really debating And Scottish football needs to do more We need to move fixtures It's a disgrace if we don't I find it amazing that Leipzig played last night And play on Thursday Yeah um, They might be looking at it differently in the Bundesliga Than we do here But I think it's important if we can take a step back for a minute. This is a momentous achievement from Rangers to get a Scottish club into a major European semi-final. Um, it hasn't happened for 14 years. We don't know when it's going to happen again. So it's important for whatever 11 Giovanni Van Bronckhorst chooses, whoever he brings off the bench, that they don't leave anything on that pitch. I, di- I agree with Daz. I disagree with Derek Ray. I don't think this Rangers team will sit back I don't think Ibrox would allow this Rangers team to sit back. Mm. I think they will need to rouse themselves and produce a performance on a par with Braga at home, on a par with Dortmund away. We know they're capable of doing it. And if this team can get to a major European final, it would be a fantastic achievement. David Gibson sent me a tweet about the, the emotional impact of what's happened at Rangers today on Thursday. Roger, because look, unfortunately, you know, life goes on, tragedies happen, and football clubs often have to deal with it. But this is someone who, you know, is is so closely linked to the first team that you know that the absence is going to be staring you in the face on on match night. It's it's, it's very raw. Do you think it has any impact on Thursday? I think you know, it, for the team, for the players, the performance. I think it's bound to because you know Jimmy was. You know, the kit man, but he was more than the kit man. As Daz touched upon earlier on, he was a central figure in and around the nucleus of that Rangers squad. Um, It will be strange, it will be unusual for those players to arrive on match day and for Jimmy not to be there. It will be odd. Um, I think there will be emotion at Ibrox on Thursday night. I think it's something that can drive the players on 
It can motivate them um, And if Rangers get to the Europa League final By 10 o'clock or half past 10 or quarter to 11 On Thursday night I think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, James Tavernier And all the rest will dedicate it to Jimmy's memory Thank you William 01419511025 We're on Twitter as well And it's not been lost on the listeners PR's almost fallen off his chair Did Gordon just say to the caller on Beat the Pundit That he needs to brush up on his geography? <laughs> yeah uh, The cheek you, you, you never caught that one I did you? I thought I'll get a wee cheeky one uh, Anyway Get your calls in It's a good time to pick up that phone You could be on next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here It's 0141-951-1025 Let's hear from you on the phones or on Twitter 20 minutes gone In the first leg of the Scottish Premiership playoff Between Partick Thistle and Inverness It is goalless, Roger And not a huge deal happening No, not a huge deal happening Cali Thistle have just lost Tom Walsh to injury He was a It's a a real blow Yeah, he was a two-goal hero of that big win against Hamilton Ackies last Friday night A key player, Fulham Young Hides Come on to play just off the front of Billy McKay Um, Partick Thistle coming more into the game Inverness had a better start to the game But I think Partick just about beginning to get a foothold There was one ropey moment, Gordon to be fair, the Firhill pitch looks a lot better yeah, it does. Uh, than it did, but the ball went back to Mark Ridgers and Inverness goal. He was charged down by Brian Graham, uh, but luckily for Billy Dodds, it didn't come to anything. Yeah, he rode his luck a little bit. I think it's been an even uh, 20 minutes, and I'm with Roger. I think this will be right over the two legs. It could even go into extra time, Gordon. It's that, you know, is it penalties, Roger? Sorry, does it go straight to penalties? Yeah, in fr- yeah in fr- in Friday night. Yeah, yeah, I think it could go all the way this game. Uh, right, we are going to speak to Brian in just a second, but we've got a good teaser for you sent in by Jerry and Erskine. Thank you to Jerry. Um, since, can you name the 11 players? That have played for Celtic or Rangers since 2018 and have at some point in their career played for Wigan. So, McCulloch. Hold on a second, will you? Let me repeat the question. Trust me, you could do with me repeating the question after that attempt. Since 2018. All right, no McCulloch. 11 players have played for Celtic or Rangers (laughs) and have also played for Wigan at some point in their career. I'm stuck now. (laughs) <laughs> that was my best That was my best effort yeah. in early. James McCarthy <coughs> Yes Yes uh, Trent Timmons here Josh Windus Yes Oh I hit him Yeah of course you did I just, did Just under Lee McCulloch was it oh, McCulloch again then uh, Still not Martin Wickham Yes Oh keep going Roger uh, I'm throwing absolute No I'm still getting Thursday's teaser I'm trying to think of timings, but was Joe Joe Garner one? No. Yes. Yes. Thank you. We'll leave it there because remember, it's they've played for Celtic Rangers since 2018, but they've also played for Wigan at, Wigan some, at stage. some stage yeah. in their career. So, yeah. Uh, all right, you've got four. We'll see if we can get the rest. Let's bring in Brian, who is a Rangers fan. And Alva, how's it going, Brian? Good. Thanks, lad. How you getting on tonight? Yeah, good. Thank you. Good. What's your point? The just when you guys were talking about Morelos being the biggest missing piece from the, the game on Thursday night. I was actually thinking, in my opinion, it's probably Ianis Hadji. If ever there's a guy that comes up to these big European occasions, really riding on the kind of, wants to break out of the, the shadow of his dad's name, I think this is the, the game that could have made Hadji that next level 
international recognition and I feel like he's the one that's missing out the most for this squad I get parts of that Roger because you know you think in Braga and there have been other big European games I suppose when people talk about Morelos you know for a fact he's starting every one of Rangers big games history tells you Yanis Hadji doesn't start every one of, of Rangers big games yeah. but he has had big moments in Europe as H- Brian says history will also tell you that the vast majority of Yanis Hadji's time at the clubs under Stephen Gerrard you, you just wonder how he would have been used by Giovanni Van Bronckhorst whether he's Gio's type of player I tend to think he probably would have been and he might have seen more action under Van Bronckhorst than he did under Gerrard you go back to the start of the season I think he scored the first goal of the Premiership season and he did score a lot of important goals in the title win last year a lot of 1-0s settled by, by Hadji goals um, he's still a young man I think he's still got a whole lot to offer to Rangers and I think the Rangers fans would be very keen to see him back as soon as possible yeah, I can understand uh, the caller's point of view there. I think Hadji is a creator, Gordon. He's a very talented player, but in the, in the terms of importance, if you gave me the pick, I would certainly take Morelis on Thursday night, all day and every day. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, Hadji, as you say, there's been big games he has come in and he's influenced it, there's no doubt. And he is a terrific talent, the boy. He's got good ability. But for Thursday night, I would probably say that Morelis, Morelis will be a bigger miss mm. than Hadji. I think there's something about Europe in particular that was suited to him at times, Brian. Absolutely. I mean, just the, the expansive range of football that he was able to play. I know under Gerard, it was always a kind of Joe Rebo off, Hadji on. Hadji starts the following week, someone else off the bench, and Arfield to replace Hadji. Mm-hmm. So it was always a kind of revolving door. I feel like under Gio, he was going to get that run of games we were going to see that kind of freedom for him to play how he wants to play settle the team and I actually think he could build the team around what Hadji offers I cannot see much of a flaw in the guy's game other than his age factor just needs a bit more time to mature I think he'll be a huge international player if he gets the the real chance to get the bull by the horns yeah, and listen, he is still young. You're absolutely quite right. If he, if he turns out to be half the player of his old man, he will be a terrific international player. And he was beginning to make an impact with the Romanian national team as well. So I, I think when he comes back, um, he will be keen, not just to make up for lost time, but to actually really stamp his authority on the team for the first time. And, you know, Gordon made the point there, Morelos, you knew Morelos was always going to play. You didn't know Hadji was always going to play. When he comes back, he'll want to get to a situation where everyone knows he's always going to play it's interesting because there's always an unknown heading into the unknown of a summer break you know does does someone come in and take Joe Rebo away does or the Rangers sign another player in, in that type of attacking midfield you know it's, it's it's an interesting situation because Rangers have reached a scenario with Connor Goldson this summer where he's coming out of contract he hasn't agreed a new contract and he's now free to leave the club for nothing in the summer I don't think Rangers will want to get to that situation with either Joe Aribo or Ryan Kent. So this is going to be a big summer for Ross Wilson, for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and for, and for the you know, Rangers because they will want to either secure Aribo and Kent for the medium to long term or whether it's reluctantly or not, they might have to consider offers for them. Brian, what about Thursday then? You want Yanis Hadji, you won't be able to get him, unfortunately. What, what do you make of Rangers' chances without him? I mean, obviously, if we have the option of Kamar Roof, you're going to need to take Kamar Roof to lead the line. Just again, when you look at his statistics on paper, 
he does offer. Obviously, Sakala had a really important game at the weekend. I would see the option to play the two and have a really strong 4-4-2 formation and just allow the wing-backs to get high, allow your wingers to do what they need to do and support the pace of Sakala, but also the kind of poachiness of Kumar Roof and knowing how to make a situation. What we've learned, Gordon, and I've been really fascinated by, particularly this season, the the praise in, you know, in, in different ways because it looks like Ange Postacoglu will win the league and that's a pretty good achievement in case mm-hmm. you hadn't noticed by playing one way and one way only and being true to it and trying to make that plan better there were times when Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has been criticised tactically but he's now been praised for the flexibility to be you know doing you know, three at the back at times and, and adapting Brian's come up with another plan on Thursday so of the two managers he's certainly the most likely to, to sort of change, change his formation that doesn't always make it you know there, there, it shows there's no right answer because mm-hmm. again times when Ange Postacoglu has been criticised oh apparently there's no plan B but he wins the league out of it yeah. you expect <clears throat> yeah um, I don't think um, I don't think it'll be a 4-4-2 I don't think that's in his makeup, corner um, it'll be interesting the big question will he stick to that Five at the back, three with the two wing backs. I don't think at home. I think that was a game plan away from home in Germany to keep the tie alive. He succeeded. I think he'll go more on the, the front foot. I think he'll go back to his original back four. He'll probably sit with the two certain midfielders, Lundstrom and, and Jack. Uh, Kent will play off the left he'll have a Rebo off the right and then you're looking at his roof fit we'll go through the middle who plays in just behind or who plays off the right hand side you've got Arfield you've got Kamara there um, is, is Ramsey fit enough to come in to that so I think nine of the players pick their, their self um, and I do think it'll be a back four with the two three and then the one up top how exciting is it, Brian, to be that 90 minutes away? As Roger says, if you want to simplify it and boil it down, Rangers win the game. That's all they need to do, win the game. And at a minimum, you're, you know, you're into extra time and penalties for a chance to be in a European final. How does that feel with a couple of days out? Obviously, only, only we could go through the season that we've had and still have that potential carrot with or with again with the business end of the season, the swing of six twelve points, the um, injuries that's been picked up, everything to have that carrot still dangling is really quite is is really quite interesting as a fan because when I was younger, two thousand and eight, I was too young to understand the mechanics of how we got there and how everything built up to that point and how much it meant. It wasn't really. It didn't really dawn on me at that age and to be able to see it now, to see the transition, to see everything that's gone on since then, I just feel like it's the ultimate typical scenario, the sod's law that you're left with. Probably the least possible chance of getting it done with that dangling there in front of you. It's interesting Brian talks about that kind of challenge to get there, Roger. It seems a long time ago, this was of the last couple of seasons, this was maybe Rangers' least convincing group stage performance yeah. in the Europa League. Yeah. And they've sort of got better and better and grown as the competition's gone on with a change of manager that happened 
you know, sort of midway yeah, through that. Yeah, I think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst touched on that himself earlier. And I think his first Ibrox game was the Sparta-Prague yep. game. And Rangers really needed a win that night to successfully navigate a path through the groups. Um, they got there in the end. And they've really gone from strength to strength in the knockout phase. You know, starting with Dortmund, Red Star Belgrade wasn't easy. Braga certainly wasn't easy losing the first leg. They've lost the first leg again. But they'll take confidence from the way they overturned it at Ibrox against Braga. Um, I know Daz disagrees. I don't think Leipzig, at the minute, in the form they're in, are a mm. whole heap better than that Braga team. Rangers have a chance, Gordon. That's all you can ask for. Thanks, Brian. Hopefully we'll do that again sometime. Awesome, thanks very much guys Good man, Brian and Alva Let's go swiftly on to James in Port Glasgow What's your point James? Good evening guys My condolences to the family of Jimmy Bell straight away Thank you James um, I'm a Celtic man I've got a query for you boys And mm-hmm. I don't know the answer to it now. What I'm going to say, I could be wrong If Celtic and Rangers both qualify for the Champions League this year Which they've both got a good chance of doing Are you aware, what I've been told is The format it's different this year. Instead of playing every fortnight, you play every week for the first six weeks because of the World Cup in Qatar, which means that Celtic and Rangers would play a minimum of 12 games in six weeks. Am I wrong? It's not. The other weird point I'd like to add to you is if I'm right and that happens, now I'll give you a wee silly scenario. Celtic are playing Manchester City on a Tuesday night. Rangers are playing Atletico Madrid on the Wednesday. And there's a Celtic Hearts game at Tynecastle on the Saturday, or Aberdeen Rangers. Well, you know what Sky does? They want to change it so it gets made on a Sunday. Could that happen? Now, there's a lot to, to get through. Start with the first point, Roger. It, it can't be 12 games in six weeks. I don't think... Unless, I think, Brian, unless James is talking about both well, teams combined. Listen, James is half right. It is compressed... Um, the format the scheduling compared to what it would normally be because you know yourself Gordon the, the games would go from early September to early December you don't have that luxury the World Cup starts in November so the games are compressed I don't think it's six and six weeks but I think it could be something like six and nine weeks to be perfectly honest something like uh, yeah, that yeah I have it here now so group stage match day one is the 6th and 7th of September yeah and then Brian um, James is right it sort of goes well, no, it doesn't go every every week. No. So you, you play the sixth of September, then the thirteenth, yeah. so that you, and then you go from the fourth of October to the eleventh, and then the twenty fifth of October to the first of November. Yeah, but part so of that, part of that, you, you, if you look at the scheduling, that's actually the midweeks where you don't have games there are the internationals. Remember, there's Nations yep. League games yep. etc. in September, so the players. You know, the teams might not play mm-hmm. 12 times in six weeks, as James says. The majority of players will play yeah. 12 times in six weeks. But in terms of fixture you know, congestion or whatever, Gordon, that, mm-hmm. that I mean, it seems doable. Um, so we're going early September to early November. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two months for six match days. It's, it's going to be busy. It's going to be busy, but you're not going to complain if you're in the group stages, Gordon. Um, and the supporters will certainly not complain going and watching the games and the excitement of the teams and the quality of the teams. That's just the way modern day football is now. You look at up and down the country, you look down at England and Liverpool, Man City's because they're successful, the amount of games they play is incredible. It's just um, that's why Celtic Rangers have the bigger squads to try and uh, deal with that situation. Does it make you feel any better about it, James? 
Well, I just read somewhere, guys, maybe I picked it up wrong. I thought you'd be playing six Premier League games and six Champions League games. Ah, right, so you were adding in the Premier League games as well. Right, my apologies. I, I get I get that. I thought that that's the way it came across, mm. I thought, Quid. That's a hell of a lot of games mm. in 26 weeks, but also... No, no, that, that would be right, to be fair. I, I, yeah. I picked you up wrong because there would be weekend games in there. Um, it's a difficult one, Roger. That is a lot of games. But it's also two a week, which is fairly st- standard yeah, for teams I, I, who are playing I, I, European football. And listen, I think it was Scott, the first caller, was talk, no, no, David, the second caller, talking about the teams that qualify direct for the Champions League will get a longer summer. Their season won't kick, kick off to the 5th of August. So it is swings and roundabouts. The players, for once, are likely to get a longer break in the summer. They will then get a break, unless they're playing at the World Cup finals. They will get that break in November, December. The downside is the games will be compressed from the start of August until the break for the World Cup in November. Mm-hmm. And I think most players will accept they're going to have to play two games a week. Yeah, you're right, because we now don't have that load of the, the early season qualifiers. I'm sure I read somewhere today, you know, Joe Aribo is on course to be the most played yeah. player in world football. Yeah. And yeah. was it not Callum McGregor a couple of years yeah. ago? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's always our two big teams because they tend to start early in Europe but get in, go deep. In the group stages Go deep in our domestic cups And they play internationally Don't they? That's always a way of it And you know Joe Aribo He's played Almost every game If not every game For Nigeria They go all the way through To the Africa Cup of Nations They had all their qualifiers as well Rangers have played Three domestic competitions They've gone right through Qualifiers Group stages And now A fourth knockout round In the Europa League It is a lot of football I'm quite sure if Joe Aribo on the show he would say he's quite happy to play it did, when he's playing uh, games like the semi-final did not no. because he picked up another board on mm. Sunday night Gordon uh, that's a good point though James we'll keep an eye on it make sure you get in touch how's about this Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals Finally broken through the £30,000 mark Brilliant. On Super Scoreboard's Golden Goals I remember when we set out in January And we decided to add at least £250 into the pot For every goal Celtic or Rangers scored I was trying to roughly figure it out And I had sort of thirty grand in my mind I knew it would be upwards of thirty grand. And lo and behold It is we're sitting at £30,500 And one of you wins the lot tax free At the end of the season But remember it's 30,500 just now Rangers play on Thursday They then both play at the weekend We need to finish the league Rangers play in the Scottish Cup final So it'll be a lot more than that Come the end of the campaign And you will not want to miss out Text GOAL to 61025 G-O-A-L to 61025 It's £2 to text Plus your standard message rate Over 18s only And the full terms and online entry Are at Clyde One. Com. The lines close at 6pm Saturday the 21st of May So for your chance to be the winner at the end of the season Text GOAL to 61025 right now Now I'm going to interrupt that Which I don't usually do Because you two are laughing uh, Now describe it to the listeners What you're laughing at on the screen uh, In the Championship playoff No you go Roger, that was brilliant There was, was um, a young Inverness supporter uh-huh. Who had a pair of large false ears on <laughs> and was suited and booted and initially I don't think either Daz or myself picked up on it until the BBC cameraman <laughs> flashed the Inverness manager Billy Dodds mm-hmm. who he's not listening to the show he's got other yeah. things to do along the road at Fur Hill has got rather yeah. oversized ears and the comparison was absolutely mm. terrific do you know why? go for it it's his son no way no, no. <laughs> That's Billy Dodd's son. He did have an uncanny resemblance. Well, that's why. <laughs> that explains it. How on earth do you know that? 
No, these things. Is, are you are you the kid on here? No, is that deadly his boy? serious. His boy's turned up with big fake ears <laughs> on. He's come dressed as his dad. That's fantastic. That's absolutely terrific. Oh, that's good. On that note, number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're into the final part with Roger Hanna and Gordon DL How is that playoff going? It's nearly half time and it's still goalless The balance of play, is that fair? Um, I'll, I'll do my best not to do down the game But um, it's not exactly been brim full of goal scoring chances, mm. Gordon the second, legs, the second legs can be better in these playoffs Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nervous occasion that. Uh, right, okay then uh, On this teaser I think I'm going to actually up it I think there's been a wee stewards inquiry Right, let's call it 12 Since 2018 12 players have played for Celtic or Rangers And at some point in their career Have played for Wigan So the Celtic or Rangers bit Needs to be From the 17-18 season it is onwards But they can have played for Wigan at any point You've got Windass, Waghorn and Gardner From Rangers You've got McCarthy From Celtic The, obvi- the obvious one, Tavernier the obvious one Well done And do you know what A really good response To this one on Twitter I like a lot of people Are taking it seriously Milo's thrown in some stuff Raymond Taylor's got some And Nathan Has got an outstanding shout And by the way Nathan's the one That unearthed The Sherds Inquiry Shall we say oh, Okay um, Silver Fox Scott has you've, given you've it a go You've got does Yeah well, I've gone for Jordan Jones Well done What about Leon Balligan Well done oh, I never got that Shea Ojo Oh that's a shout I I must admit that's one (laughs) No offence Shea If you're listening I didn't hear I didn't pick up Shea Ojo Nah still wouldn't have got that You can ask me Under under Gerard Started some of the Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, We never got that one Anyway okay We'll leave it there One two three four To get One of the Celtic ones is In fact you know what Both of the remaining Celtic ones Are really tough Tough Because For one of them I don't think you'll know or remember that he played for Wigan. And for the other one, in time you'll forget that he played for either. Okay, with no disrespect to him if he's listening. Oh, none taken. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'll throw another wrong answer out there for you just to, yeah. to help you eliminate. Jack Hendry didn't appear for Wigan, didn't. Oh, he was at the club. Right, yeah. And it was incidentally one year ago today, do you remember he made a. Went viral by calling one of his teammates a space cadet yeah. in Belgium. I'm not sure what the translation is. That was a year ago today, would you believe? Yeah, less than a year since he said something similar about his manager and hasn't started since. Well, I was going to say, he's gone from facing Messi to being Messi. Lewis McLeod went to Brentford, didn't he? But he he went to Wigan, but just the, he, didn't play for Celt- he didn't play for Rangers since 2018. Right, okay. So that is your problem there. Mm. Other than that. Um... Just thinking it's that stage of the season, Roger, where you know teams start to offload and you know it's Lee Griffiths has yeah. been let go by yeah. Falkirk as one of I think fourteen players in all. Yeah. And I think they wanted to keep Anton Dowds, but he's gone and signed a pre contract for Partick Thistle yeah, actually. Um but look, given who Lee Griffiths is and where he's been, that takes the headlines and you just wonder what's next. Um, you do wonder what's next For Falkirk What's next Is John McGlynn and Paul Smith As we said at the top of the show And I think You know If you're John McGlynn and Paul Smith You probably do want to go in And have a clean slate um, There will be players contracted At the football club There'll be Just few in number And that allows John and Paul To go in and, and build their own squad um, What's next for Lee Griffiths I think is less certain um, Started the season at Celtic Didn't make an impact Went to the D in loan Didn't make an impact Went to Falkirk 
in the third tier of Scottish football and didn't make an impact. So there is no doubting Lee Griffith's quality. There is no doubting Lee Griffith's talent. Um, Lee Griffith could come back and play at more or less any level he wants in Scottish football, with nowadays perhaps with the exception of the top two. How old is he now? He's in his early 30s. Still but alive. It's all down to Lee Griffiths. But the problem is, as a player... Is that starting to seem like a longer way back? Now, yeah. of course it is. we should put a bit of a caveat, because Falkirk generally were a shambles, so we'll never know if this is all, you know, down to Lee Griffiths not making a mark, as much as you're right, you know, factually. Um, were there other circumstances at Falkirk? Could anyone have thrived this season? Who knows? But... Um, yeah, he's 31 now. You just wonder, there will still be clubs out there that think they can be the ones to get a tune out of them, won't there? Um, possibly, but I think that pool of clubs is probably shrinking with each transfer window and each opportunity that's passed up by Lee Griffiths. But as I say, it's up to him. He's got the talent. He, he has got far more talent than 95% mm. of players in Scottish football, perhaps a bigger percentage. But it's not all about talent. It's about attitude. It's about discipline. It's about desire. And if you don't have those qualities, you don't allow the talent to shine through. He's got the talent. It's up to him whether he's got the application. It's been a long old time since we saw it, Gordon, really, mm. when you think about it. You know, we're not talking even a couple of years ago now. And he would say, you know, there wasn't ample opportunity at Celtic. Neil Lennon disagrees with yeah. that. And, you know, and round and round we go. But as a guy who, you know, had that day at Hamden, you know, not that long ago in the grand scheme of things, you do wonder what the next season yeah, holds. Yeah, it'll be interesting for him, Gordon. I, I think that a, a person like Lee Griffiths going to, you know, League One becomes very difficult. People will say, well, you're down a, a standard, you should be able to, you know, score goals week in, week out. It doesn't work like that because you're not playing with the Tom Rogatches, the Callum McGregors of this world that can pick up your run in two minutes and slide that fantastic pass through for you to for you to go on and finish it off. You're, you're playing with a different level of player, i.e. that's why they're in League One. So... Yeah, he's got to stop that falling down the ladder somewhere if he's going to keep his career going. Uh, I agree with Roger. I, I, I think the boy is talented. There's no doubt about that. But it's up to him to, you know, sit in the summer and decide that, look, I've got a few years left in me. I need to get the right find. I need if he could find the right club. We've seen it with players before. With players that were sort of a their careers were falling by the wayside. All of a sudden, a club, a manager comes in. The fans love them. You look at Tony going to Motherwell. It was the best thing that ever happened to him. Uh, Tony Watt was a fantastic player there because he was at the right fit. Okay, he moved on to Dundee United uh, probably because of financial situations. So if Lee Griffiths decides to sit down and say, right, okay, I've got a few years left, whatever it may be, in my career, I'm going to give it my best shot, I'm going to try and find the right place, the right club, the right manager, of course you still got to tune them. Uh, going to be a fascinating summer, not only for him, but of course you always get that turnover and uh, players heading in various directions as we move towards the end of this first half. Roger, it's not all to play for, we're a quarter of the way through this 
overall playoff. Yeah, and he, he didn't look happy in the touchline. He'll probably look less happy if he spots his son in the way off at half time. But I think <laughs> Billy Dodge will be the happier of the two managers. Cali Thistle have presented a bit more of a goal threat. Shane Sutherland early, uh, Logan Chalmers as well. They will be quite happy to be off at nil nil. And I think if it finishes nil nil, they will be the more content mm. of the two sides going back up to the Cali Stadium on Friday night, which wasn't really a happy hunting ground for Gordon Dale. It was not Partick Thistle nil Inverness nil. We are no closer. There are no clues yet as to whether either of these sides can join us in the top flight next season. So we'll have to keep an eye for the remainder of tonight and then the remainder of the week and then onwards we go. Let's see if we can round off this teaser. And by the way, thanks again to Jerry and Erskine for sending it in. If you've been inspired by this question or any others and you want to get involved in the show, you can send the email to fulltime at Clyde One. Dot com and get your question in So since 2018 12 players have played for Celtic or Rangers And they've also played for Wigan at some point in their career So Leon Balligan, James Tavernier, Jordan Jones Shea Ojo, Josh Windass, Martin Waghorn, Joe Garner So they're mostly Rangers But James McCarthy's on there Let's go, let's get the remainder Come on Roger oh, What about Scott Sinclair? Mm. Say it again, sorry Scott Sinclair, Scott Sinclair. That, I didn't think you would get that I can't remember him playing for Wigan But well done no, yeah. no, no. Are there still a Rangers one on there Gordon? There are two Rangers right, One Celtic I, I can't I'm trying to think of funny name uh, He played centre forward Lad up from Bagsy Pace mm-hmm. I think um, I know what you mean um, I'm on the right track Yeah Bagsy Oh I can see his face What's his name? Oh. No Harry Forrester No No, no. Yeah, well done. Right, quick. There's an, one more of each. It's not Connor Golton, is it? No, I'm surprised you haven't got this. John Flanagan. No. Gives a clue. Goalkeeper in there. Centre back for Rangers. Oh, Rob Kiernan. Rob Kiernan. Oh, no, I wouldn't have got Here's that. the Celtic one. I knew you would never get it. You probably don't know that he played for Wigan, and in time, you will forget that he played for Celtic. The Celtic fans mm. probably don't look on the short period too fondly. But by the way, he's it's not really held him back. He's gone on to play at a decent level this season, albeit his team might not finish in the division they want to. I've not a clue. Oh, Timo Pukki? No. Um, what position did you say centre back? Well, no, there were there were shouts that they've the Celtic fans haven't seen a full back struggle since Mark Wilson met Daniel Kuzan. <laughs> Uh, who else was at Celtic? Moritz Bauer? No, 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 no. Recently, last season. Last season at Celtic? Now plays for Everton, his parent club. Oh, John Joe Kenny. John oh, Joe. oh, never, never. I got that. Good effort, though. Thank you to Roger Hanna and Gordon DL. Thanks for all your calls, your tweets. Thanks to those of you who listen quietly. We're back tomorrow, six o'clock. Marvin Bartley, he's getting lively on this show, but if he's late one more time, I think we'll need to bin him. So hopefully he's listening. Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley tomorrow. Lindsay Gibson is up next.